0: dodgy real estate advice. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, Florian Heiser here and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I'm here with my brand new Stein directly from Germany of coffee, mind you, and I thought we would have a look at this article from the ABC about property investors losing hundreds of thousands Through unregulated or, as I would say, dodgy real estate advice. We've all heard the old saying property always goes up. You can never lose property. Rent money is dead money. There's always a good time to buy. Always. We've all heard that. Let me know in the comments the best real estate advice you've got from someone. So, let's have a look. I mean, here we go beautiful image. Beautiful image of high quality apartments. The expression safe as houses is now meaningless to property investors. Matt and Peter. The two men both invested in newly built apartments via the same Sydney based property research and investment firm. Well, apartments aren't houses. Well, yeah, okay. Yes. That's the thing. The risks in off the plan purchasing, just in any purchasing, it's probably not made clear to a lot of people. What do you reckon? Do you think it was? The experiences. Experience is an ongoing financial nightmare for Matt whose dreams of buying a home to live in have been put on hold because the debt of his investment is worth more than the properties. Recently, my wife and I were interested in possibly purchasing our first home in Sydney, so thinking about selling both investment properties, he tells RNs the money. I rang my real estate agent in Townsville and she told me that it probably wasn't the best time to sell because the exact same property that I recently sold that I had, had recently sold for 150 grand. What? Is that all? Matt bought his apartment new for 289,000 around six years ago on the advice of the firm. Well, I mean, look at that difference there. What? Look at that drop. 289, six years ago. What was happening six years ago, everyone? Well, let's have a look. What are we now? We're 2,000 and nineteen, two thousand thirteen, fourteen, we were just starting at this large influx of foreign investment. And what's happened now? It's shot back down. So I mean there you go. Is this the type of information that these firms are giving people? I don't think they are. In twenty sixteen he paid five hundred and four to build a one bedroom flat in Lygon Street in the inner, inner Melbourne suburb of Brunswick off the plan. When it came time to settle last year, the bank valued it at four hundred and fifty. He's having no luck, is he? He's is having no luck. Look at that. He lost money there, he's lost money there. So, uh, <laughs> a big stein. My mother's just returned from Austria last night, so that's why I got the new present. Again, it was on the advice of the same property research experts. For Peter, one investment through the company was more than enough. He paid close to half a million dollars for a flat he now estimates to be worth around four hundred thousand, based on the rent rents he's receiving, which keep falling. It did come with a rental guarantee, so for the first three to six months, we received four hundred ninety-five a week. He explains, as soon as the rental guarantee finished, the property dropped to more. Of a market value, which was around 470, and every time a tenant moves out, the rent drops. Well, here, I mean, the rental guarantee all the rental guarantee is you're paying for it, they're just taking a portion of the money that you're paid, paying it back to you for a few months. That's all it is. You know, it may sound good, but whoop de doo, we're now down to about 430, and the real estate agent is saying to me, You will get more options for tenants if you drop. To 410 or 400. So why are we seeing in the news? I mean, how old is this article? Does this you know updated two hours ago? Why do we keep hearing in the news that it's going up, it's going up, it's going up? This just reinforces the the perception that, or my my belief that that's just in the upper end of the market. That's really what it is. Let me know if you think it. You know, if you're in the same situation as these blokes. Planners, accountants, and brokers make big bucks. Yeah, that's it. That's the game to be in. Even though residential real estate has generally been a strong investment for people over the past few decades as Australia went through its biggest ever property boom, plenty of people have lost money, especially buying off the plan or new developments. But what is truly disturbing about the cases of Matt and Peter, and thousands of others like them, is not that they bought new properties and lost money, nor even necessarily the investment seminars that convinced them to do so. That's interesting. Rather, it's how they came to be at those seminars. When Matt told his then accountant about a $30,000 inheritance he'd just received, the financial professional sensed an opportunity. He invited me to an event. I guess you could say networking, but it was a property event. To possibly spend that inheritance on a brick and mortar house, he said. In Peter's case, is then mortgage broker. Well, there you go. So it's these, these professionals in the industry. You know, of getting phone calls here. I'll just uh, do respond to those later. My bank got really, really sorry. My business got really, really busy, and because I was so busy. I had some cash that I wanted to invest, he tells the money. My partner at the time was also pregnant and we were going to have a child and we thought, oh, we better do something quickly to invest some money we had. Better do something quickly. That's, that's, that alone should be a warning flag. And time was very limited. So we had the FOMO, fear of missing out. A mortgage broker, financial advisor, at the same time reached out and said, there's a seminar coming up, would you like to come along? Peter later learned from some of the documentation around his purchase that this broker had received $4,000 in exchange for that referral. Wow, that's... What am I doing in architecture, guys? Four grand. You've got to work bloody hard to, to earn four grand in my game, not just a referral. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Matt isn't sure what his accountant got out of the property sales. But is quite certain he received some payment. Independent financial planner Bruce Bramall, based in Melbourne, says he's constantly receiving offers from developers and the property research and investment firms they sometimes use as sales agents. While he bins them, he is concerned others succumb to the temptation. Oh, I'm sure they do. I am sure they do. I. We were sitting at one one strata meeting, and one of the people. In the meeting, you know, I was trying to convince the body corporate to allow us to take a project to the next stage. So I did a presentation and everything, which is quite annoying because I'd already signed, signed the job, but politics. And one of these guys who was an engineer was asking me, oh, how do you know such and such member on the body corporate? You know, what's what's your relationship with him? And I go, well, you know, I know him from when we were lecturing, uh, tutoring together at university. I have a wine with him at, at events. That's how he, he found, you know, got to know me. And I didn't realize he was actually trying to find out if I was getting a financial kickback. You, know, you know, I'm an architect, mate. I can't do that. <laughs> what does that tell you? He he's came across as a dodgy guy. You know, you know when you can tell when someone is just a slimy bastard? Anyway, back to this. So way too often, large amounts of money are paid to hanger-ons in the industry or people such as financial advisors or accountants or mortgage brokers to assist in finding clients to purchase the development properties, he observes. They can be up to seven, eight, or even ten percent of the value of the property. Just think about that for all the architects there, if you know, if you're struggling to get three percent fees on the construction cost, not the valuation, just think about that. People getting 10% of the sale price. It wasn't rare, and it certainly was happening in Melbourne in the last couple of years, where an eight hundred thousand dollar property may well have made a seventy or eighty thousand dollar commission paid to a financial advisor, mortgage broker, or accountant. Damn, I'm in the wrong game, guys. Lawyer Michael Catchpool, a partner at major firms Corbs, Chambers, Westgarth, said the scale of these payments can mean consumers get conflicting advice that isn't in their best interests. More often than not, these seminars are free because they're effectively promotional, he said. Where it becomes murkier is when those commissions are sufficiently large that there's a sell-at-any-cost culture associated with them. Or alternatively, where there's confusion or expectation in the mind of the purchasers that the property seminar provided is acting in their interest or is an honest broker. Mr. Bramell says the sheer size of these commissions, as well as the advertising costs and developer's profit margins, are the main reasons why most off-the-plan or newly built properties are terrible investments. Property brokers, property developers, are there to do one thing, and one thing only and that is to make a profit he said the majority of the time whether it's inside a self-managed super fund or to those who are purchasing in their own name the cost becomes pretty clear fairly early on and it's largely been a disaster I've not seen good stories come out of the property development industry talking about his property investment mistakes is an an emotional experience for Matt as he remunerates on the implications for his financial future All I can do is work hard between now and whenever the light at the end of the tunnel, he said, choking up. Hope to be able to pay off the mortgages one day, and maybe still be at a loss, but at least not have the mortgage cloud over my head. And just that sting in the back of your throat that you made a bad investment. Ah, you'll be okay, mate. It's part of life. Part of life. Come on. It's just money. You're not going to take it with you when you die. Self-managed super funds are an attractive target. While Matt and Peter purchase their properties as individual investors, some people have, with self-managed super funds are also tempted to these kind of real estate investment. And others are even encouraged to set up an SMSF to buy. Australian Securities and Investment Commission Commissioner Daniel Press said, putting all your retirement eggs in one basket of residential property is very risky. We know that property prices go up and they go down. We know that superannuation should be a diverse, diversified portfolio, so across the spread of different assets. And if you're holding a single asset in your retirement fund, then you're exposing yourself to a significant risk, she warns. Well, yeah, you shouldn't go all in, guys. I mean, come on. that That's financial advice that some people need to learn the hard way. There's one reason why ASIC has taken legal action against property investment advice firms to restrain them from encouraging people to invest through setting up SMSF. Another reason why ASIC has targeted this practice is that it's one of the few areas where these firms can actually breach the law, because many of their activities are beyond regulation. This is because real estate is not defined as a financial product in the Corporations Act that ASIC enforces, or they're meant to, meaning that virtually anyone can provide advice about it without requiring an Australian Financial Services Licence. Well, there you go. There you go. The financial advice sector is regulated by ASIC, so we look very closely at the advice the, that's given. We're monitoring that, and we ensure that licensees are reputable, or try to ensure that licensees are reputable, Ms. Press explains. Property advice is carved out of that legislation, so they're not covered in the same way, which means that the quality of advice and the best interest duty may not exist to the same degree. See, this is the thing, you know... We can all go, oh, big government ASIC take care of us. But I've tried to report fraudulent uh, providers, you know, cloud token, which is now, I think a lot of the people are unable to withdraw their money all of a sudden. And they they threatened, they tried to take me down. I'm still waiting for that Supreme Court invitation. I'll do a video on that. I actually want to report the lawyer who wrote that letter to the Victorian um, legal board because their letter was full of watch out for scams. And then they were defending a scammer, so... um, Once it falls apart a bit more, I'll do some things. I need to get time to write a letter. But see, you know, I've reported to ASIC and they did nothing. Um, And then ACCC and all these other bodies, they're just so slow moving. Um, I think it needs to come back to education at school. Education at school. So private civil litigation is also not a realistic option, according to Mr. Catchpool, who says there's effectively an immunity for the promoters of these schemes. The litigation process for private individuals is prohibitively expensive. It's time-consuming. It faces a number of barriers because it's not necessarily a clear-cut case that someone who's promoting a particular property has contravened the law in a way which is compensurable. Well, yeah, I mean, if you make an investment and you lose money, you got to cop it, guys. Often these claims are borderline uneconomic because they're not... Of sufficient amounts to justify the legal costs, and often the people who have these claims are not necessarily in a position to pursue those costs because they don't have access to funds. Even if an investor wins against such a firm, there is every chance it has minimal assets to pay any compensation, and the individuals behind it will simply set up a new company to keep operating. Ms. Press says that means consumers need to ask some questions if they are referred to property research or advice firms and these seminars before they part with any money or commit to an investment. Well, I would say from the you know, the professional bodies of the accountants, the lawyer the um lawyers, the brokers, all of these professional bodies need to ensure that if you are receiving commission for an invitation, that it is publicly disclosed. You know? I'd be ensuring that the advisor is not linked somehow to the property or property developer that they're asking you to invest in, she suggests. Mr Branerman has simple advice. I'd recommend people run a million miles. So, there you are, guys. There you are. So, the ATO figures show that almost 600,000 Australians have self managed super funds. Between them, the funds have assets of $748 billion, more than either industry funds or retail funds. ASIC says it takes around 100 hours a year of work just to meet the basic legal compliance requirements for a self managed super fund. The Productivity Commission found that $500,000 is a reasonable minimum balance to consider setting up an SMSF due to costs involved. But be wary. So, have you gone to any of these seminars? Did you realize how much money people are getting back as a kickback? know, yeah. What do you reckon, guys? Let me know your opinions in the comments. Please like, share, and subscribe. If you're enjoying this content and want to help me produce more, I have a Patreon and subscribe star where you can give a small monthly donation. I really appreciate it. I also have referral links to Amazon and eBay. It doesn't cost you anything, and I receive a referral commission. See? I'm letting you know, guys. I am letting you know publicly. So take care, everyone, and I will see you later. Bye for now.